Welcome to Parenting in Acadia, a podcast brought to you by Woman's Foundation. Our goal is to provide you with quality information from local experts to support you in your parenting journey. Welcome to Parenting in Acadiana. I'm Amy Broussard, your host today. With me in the studio is, of course, um, Sally Sabandits. She is also with Woman's Foundation. And we have Amy Wander. Did I say it right? Yes. Okay, Amy Wander with the Lafayette Public Library System. And Amy, tell us your title and what it is you do there. Sure. I'm with the Outreach Services at the Lafayette Public Library, and we have just started this new department over the last few months because we're getting out into the community a little bit more, and pretty soon we will have a bookmobile. So we're preparing for that. We're very excited. We will be on the road in Acadiana, or I should say in Lafayette Parish, and Beyond the bookmobile, we'll also be doing visits out and about just at local organizations. So we're, we're getting out there in Lafayette, and it's going to be pretty exciting. That is very exciting. There used to be a bookmobile when Correct. I was a little girl. I remember the bookmobile coming around. We used to check out library books from the bookmobile, so I'm really excited about that. That's neat. That's wonderful, and I think a lot of uh, adults have that memory, Mm -hmm. and they want to be able to share it with their kids, so we're happy to go back and fulfill that. And what a great way to reach some of the rural areas or places where they might not have immediate access to, to some of the great facilities that you guys have. That's wonderful. Okay, so we were chatting just a little bit before we started recording here about all of the services that the library offers. So you guys do so much in the community, but we're going to pare pare it down today and we'll focus on the Lafayette Reads Together, which is a really cool initiative that you guys started, I'm going to say four years ago. This is year five. You're so close. You got it. (laughs) Okay, good, good. So tell us a little bit about what Lafayette Reads Together is. What is that about? Sure. So it's a community read. We wanted to have some time in the year that's focused on reading, literacy, and books. We have all these great festivals in Lafayette based on food and music and arts, and we wanted to kind of add reading in there. So we have Lafayette Reads together. That's how that came about. And we work with the Library Foundation and they provide us with funds to purchase books to freely give to the community on whichever our book is of the year. So as, as we're saying, it's year five. Um, we've had a lot of different books throughout the year, years from comic book, graphic novel, to lower level kids book, to adult books, and we try to vary it up each year. But we want all of Lafayette Parish to get involved. We want them to read the book. We want them to discuss it. And then we also offer programming at our library facilities, but then also out in the community. We have a lot of community partners that work on our community read as well. Okay, so this is year five. Tell us about the book that you guys selected for year five. So year five, we picked Finding Gobi by Dion Leonard. And Gobi is not just a desert in China, it's also the name of a dog. And so Finding Gobi is about finding this dog, Gobi. The book is about Dion Leonard, who's an ultramarathon runner. 
He's in a run, 155 mile run in the Gobi Desert. And this dog starts following him and running alongside of him. So that's the beginning of their story, Dion Leonard, the author, and Gobi the dog. And it's a beautiful story. It's heartwarming. It's a great happy ending. And the, the, the race is just the beginning of their relationship. And I hear that you guys actually had Dion Leonard come visit our community a, a week or so ago. Right. So Dion, he lives part-time, I think, in Scotland and part-time in France, you know, must be nice. And so we contacted him if he happened to be in the United States during our community read. And he was. So he came by to do an author event at the library. We had packed house there. And then he also visited two schools. And I think they had an amazing time with him as well. He was just really sweet. And it was it was a wonderful, heartwarming story to hear it from him directly from him and how the dog has changed his life and kind of opened his heart even more. And it's also this great connection, I think, that we love to provide at the library a few times a year, having the public meet the people behind the books, right? Because we all read books and, you know, you think of the book as its own package, but there's a person behind that. And to be able to meet the author and ask questions and I think it's a, it's a special moment that we can offer a few times a year with the library. Yeah, that, that, that's awesome. It is a, a great experience, a great opportunity to actually meet someone who has produced such a great piece of literature. So tell me, since you know we're focused on parents and we want just to provide information to parents, what age groups is this book ap- appropriate for? So the book, is, the target audience for the book is adult. But we've all read it, and it's actually, there is an AR test for it. So it's about middle school level. And I really think upper elementary school kids would enjoy it as well. And we do have some book clubs at some of the local schools that have read it that are in upper elementary. Now, Finding Gobi is a little bit unique, where Dion Leonard has written a younger grade version of the book, and it's a little bit more from the dog's perspective, so that's kind of an upper elementary version, but then he also did a picture book, so there's uh, multiple levels of this story, and we have the other versions available for checkout at the library under the author, Dion Leonard. So what you just said makes a whole lot of sense. I didn't realize that the author had written two different versions. And of course, I like audiobooks because I can listen to them to and from work and, you know, just when I'm out and about driving around. And the book that I just start I mean, I just, just started, it's from the dog's perspective. Oh, so. <laughs> okay. So I have, now I know what version I have. Yeah. And, you know, maybe I, I can get the other version too when this is done. Yeah, when I was at the author event, actually, I was talking with a young man who was there, and he had both books in his hand. He had the adult version and the the book that you were starting to read, and I asked him for analysis and comparison, and so he he was really good to kind of break it down for me. Um, Don't worry. He said both books are really good. Okay. (laughs) So you're going to enjoy it no matter what, and I I was glad to hear that. (laughs) Good. Good to know. Good to know. So tell me a little bit about other things that you guys have going on in the community centered around the Lafayette Reads and Lafayette Reads Together and this Finding Gobi book. Right. So 
This year, as with the other years, when we're doing the Lafayette Reads together, we like to offer programming and connect people with programming around the book. Because if you think about, you know, what do books do? They open your world to other places or other people and other realms. And so we really want to not just have you explore these other places while reading it, but we actually set up programs that you can explore them as well. So for example, we've worked with the Asian Chamber of Commerce and we actually set up a booth at their Lunar New Year a few weeks weekends ago. They've come to us for a few programs, such as we're going to have a dumpling making workshop that I'm very excited about (laughs) next month. So that's happening. And then we've also had some, we had a children's program last week where there was some music and there was um, some food and these other aspects to introduce families to Chinese culture. So we like to go in different avenues to have programming. We also work with AOC, which we're in AOC right now, and they do teen programs on Mondays, uh, their Muse workshops, and they've paired with us every year to offer workshops that are related to the community read. Oh, that's great. Yeah, so y'all are kind of reaching out in a lot of different areas. In this particular book, it's great um, to learn about another culture. It's wonderful for animal lovers. It's wonderful for runners or just people who are active. You don't have to be a crazy ultra marathon runner just to still appreciate the book and and enjoy the read. So there's a lot of opportunity there. Definitely. Yeah. We worked with a local ultra marathon runner, Jason Cohen. He did a program about what it was like for him to do an ultra marathon. And also he had done this huge change in his lifestyle where him and his wife kind of went to a more healthy eating style and just living So he talked about that. He had lost a lot of weight and got into running. So it was really an inspirational story. And we have another program coming up at the end of this month that'll be about marathon running if anyone is looking to get into that can kind of they can come to our program it'll be at the south regional library so like you said we really do try to go into the different themes of the book and offer programming based on that wonderful okay so now the very very important question if there's a family out there or parents out there who either want to read the book or want to introduce the book to their kids, mm-hmm. what do they do? Where do they go? What if they don't have a library card? Can they get one? Sure. So the this book has been so popular that we're almost out of books that we're handing out for free at the branches. We, as I said earlier, through the Library Foundation, they provided us with funds to purchase books and we offered over a thousand copies throughout the parish and we've just had such great support for finding gobi and for our community read that they're they've they're going really fast but what will not run out is copies of books you can check out so we have the print copy in the library we also have as, as you said audiobook versions we have some through our overdrive our, our downloadable service whether you want the print the ebook or the audiobook, those are available as well. And so we have lots of different ways for you to access the book. And I did want to mention too that we work with LPSS and they have classroom sets. So families might have 
a connection to the book and they don't already they don't even know it yet because parents can ask their kids if they're reading the book in their class because a lot of classes are reading the book throughout LPSS I think primarily middle schoolers but maybe some high schools as well so that's another avenue that they can access the book so definitely they should come in and, and and get a copy of the book and have a discussion have a family discussion about the book as they read it and it can be you know just over dinner or it can be with friends as well I think you know sometimes we think of reading as a solitary hobby but really that discussion I think really helps have people kind of process the book a little bit more and make the connections of the book mm-hmm. as well. Wonderful. Okay. So if parents have questions or let us know your website name so that they know where to go. And then let's kind of talk about what, when do they need to be on the lookout for this for next year? Cause it's definitely an annual event and we want parents to kind of have it on their radar. Right. So One of the access points for the library is our website, which is lafayettepubliclibrary.org. As well, we have nine branches throughout the parish, and sometimes it's a little bit confusing. People don't realize that all of the public libraries throughout the parish are connected, so that one library card and that one website works for the entire parish. So if a parent has a library card for our branch in Karen Crow, which we call North Regional, that same card works at South, it works um, at the downtown branch, and so they have access to just so many more services than they might have realized. So they can either visit a branch or visit us online or give us a call as they get introduced into the community read. And the community read is once a year, January, about mid-January through mid-March. Anyone that signed up for our community read um, last year or this year will next year get a email update probably around December letting them know about the upcoming community read because we really just want to keep growing this community read as years go on, having more families involved in the pleasure of reading and sharing uh, stories. That's a good point. Like, is there a place for parents to go to sign up so that they can get information about upcoming events or the next community read? Is there like a... Definitely. On and There's kind of a two, two answers to that. If they've signed up for one of the free books at one of our libraries, physically at one of our libraries, they can get on the list for hearing about the next community read. But the bigger answer to that question is on the library's website, you can sign up for notifications of library programs. And that would come in the way of our newsletter, which we call Book Talk. And we have so many programs for all ages, for young kids, for tweens, teens, adults, whole families. And we break down all of those different programs and all of those different age groups in our newsletter as well it's all mirrored on our website so you can if you don't want to sign up for another email you can always visit our website and and sign up for programs that way and i'm guessing that you guys have social media too that's a very good point (laughs) we are on facebook on instagram and twitter and you can see what's coming up and see fun photos we were at the 
snake wedding that was at the science museum over the weekend <laughs> and we did a little toddler story time with singing and dancing and fun stuff so yeah you can see us not just in our library branches but out in the community through our social media so yeah i'm really glad you you brought that up and i do want to remind people that you know we live in a time where you know there's so much going on and a lot of things cost money and everything at the library is free to the public all supplies are included as well there's never a cost for a craft for the materials that are needed for a workshop so everything's always free like one of programs coming up is you can um, sew a bed for your dog it's called bed for bowsers and that's going to be at the main library at the end of the month and it's going to be in our makerspace with our sewing machines yes we have sewing machines in our makerspace so people can learn how to sew a bed for their dog and it's free right like all of the materials will be free so whenever you're needing to get out of the house and just like not think about laundry and cooking and chores you know just check our website for what what programs coming up (laughs) and we do so much that is for the entire family you know we've realized over the last few years that parents like to do things as a family you know and that we know sometimes you know tweens and teens like to do things on their own but with the younger kids parents like it to be a family event so definitely come come in and you know what and I should say that there doesn't even have to be a program when I was working in the children's department, Saturday mornings, we'd see, you know, dads just come walking in with their kids just for a Saturday out, right? Mm-hmm. They're, they just left the house. They're, you know, out to explore their community and they stop by the library and they, you know, grab some books, um, use at the main library, have like a little Lego table. So they come and play and, and get books and think of us as that place where you can come to an outing, but you don't have to worry about there being a cost involved. That's wonderful. What a great resource to have here in our community and for parents. So before we wrap up, we always like to end on this one question. What's one thing you want parents to sort of take away from from our talk today, from this Lafayette Reads Together, all of this programming that you guys have going on? What's, what's one thing you want parents to remember? I think one of the key things that parents do, and they don't necessarily pat them on the themselves on the back for is reading themselves, modeling that act of reading. Kids notice these things. So, you know, when you have that book on your bedside table or you pick up that book after dinner and are reading, your kids are noticing that and that's going to encourage them to become readers as well. And and it doesn't even need to be a conversation. It's just that act that they can see you doing. Well, Amy, thank you so much for being here. We've I've really enjoyed this discussion. And, you know, parents out there, just remember your your local public library. They really do have some great things happening there. And um, pick up your copy of Finding Gobi and join the Lafayette Reads together. And don't forget to like us on iTunes. It really helps us. It helps bring our programming to other people in in the community and you can find us always on itunes soundcloud and stitcher and follow us we're on facebook too